This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back with another breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BOL alongside site publisher Tim Watts, it is Wednesday, September the 21st, 2022, and wow, Tim, we just talked a couple of days ago, and we just talked about a Texas prospect committing to Alabama, and lo and behold, we have another one just a couple of days later. Yeah, Alabama reads it so good. You know, this is a nice one. Jalen Hale commits to Alabama this afternoon. Very interesting commitment because... You know, it's been kind of quiet. You know, you sort of had Texas up there early, you know, uh, as the favorite. A lot of people thought he'd end up at Texas. He took an unofficial visit to Alabama, and that's really where it began to swing a little bit for us in the media. Me and Hank South and, you know, working with Steve Wiltfong and guys like that, we knew his unofficial visit went really well. Alabama moved um, definitely up to the, you know, at the top of his list. He was still battling, you know, Texas. Texas A&M had him in for a visit Georgia, so obviously – you know, Georgia's, you know, national power, top five team. You got Texas, who uh, played Alabama close. There's a lot of momentum around there. And then the Texas Aggies, um, who know how to get a recruit. So they were battling some of the bigger dogs uh, for this guy. And it was, like I said, it was pretty quiet. And then it had that feel of a February commitment where, you know, the kids will have back-to-back-to-back official visits, and then they're announcing on that Wednesday that's what Jalen Hale did. I mean, he went to Alabama on September 3rd. A week later, he's at Texas for the Alabama game. And a week later, he's at Texas A&M uh, for the Miami game. So, all, And that just ended this past Sunday. So a lot of information we had to kind of dive through. But, you know, yesterday on Tuesday, Hank and I were talking, had a pretty good source tell us he felt that Bama was, you know, in the lead. And then last night got a couple more sources saying they felt that, you know, he wanted to get out of the state and go to Alabama and um, that's exactly what happened. And again, you know, hats off to Hallman Wiggins. We were talking about him on Monday. Um, definitely has his eyes on Texas. I mean, he goes in there and gets two of the best in the state. I mean, Hale's a top 50 recruit, also was the primary recruiter with uh, Jordan Renaud. And um, so did a really good job in Texas. So he's a, uh, he's a guy that this week's had a big week. Hallman Wiggins week. I think we'll just refer to it from here on out. But yeah, you talk about Jalen Hell and the skill set, 6'1, 185 pounds, a top 10 wide receiver prospect for the 2023 cycle from Longview, Texas. Boy, you watch his film, Tim, and not all that difficult to draw some comparisons to some previous, recently previous Alabama receivers. He's polished, he's got length. Body type, kind of like a Jamison Williams or a Devontae Smith. Uh, you see him win at the high point on 50-50 balls. A lot to like about this guy, Tim. Yeah, when I watched him, um, my first in, for first instinct was how smooth he is. Like, mm-hmm. he looks – there's a lot of plays where he doesn't even look like he's trying. He's running just as fast as he has to. And then you can see him grab that gear later on. So, again, you made a good point. The high point, he does a great job 
going up and getting a jump ball, um, good, strong hands. And you see him a lot in the slot where I imagine he projects at the college level. I think it's easier to go from slot to outside and you might agree or disagree, but then it is to go outside, be used to going outside and have to go inside because there's bad things that happen to those slot receivers. You know, you get linebackers coming over your head and everything else. So you've got to be extremely polished with what you do to get open, to find the routes, to find the space, to know when to sit. So I agree, polished type of guy, Texas receivers, you know, a lot of them grow up playing that seven on seven, which is so big in Texas and um, you know, a guy that certainly looks like he knows what he's doing. Very smooth, good hands. Um, guy that's I think is gonna end up at the slot but could easily, you know, pop outside. Has good speeds, a three sport athlete, runs track, plays basketball. And again, you know, this is a guy, you know, this, you know, coming down, Texas put the full court press on him. Texas A and M put the full court press on him and never and then Texas A and M never really got a lot of traction there. Um, but his former quarterback, Haynes King uh, was the Texas starter and got replaced last week for uh, Max Johnson, the LSU form, the LSU transfer. So he went and took a visit there. So it's always been kind of Alabama. It's always been uh, Alabama or Texas, I think, that we felt the whole time. Sarkeesian's made him a priority, spoke to him and really recruited him really hard. But again, Holman Wiggins with a terrific job here. Two weeks ago, we reported Holman was uh, at, the, uh, at the high school football game Friday night before the Texas game watching uh, Jalen Hale play Jordan Renaud. Freddie Roach was there with him. Freddie obviously is helping with the uh, recruitment of Jordan Renaud, who's a defensive lineman. But they're at that game watching him before the Texas game, getting that face time, you know, that full court effort in. So obviously it paid off. And, uh, you know, again, that pot, you know, you, you Alabama has proven they'll go anywhere for the best player. And if you look at what they've got in this class with Malik Benson, a junior college speedster who's, who's straight gas, and then Cole Adams, who's out for the year. But a kid I still really like a lot. I think he's a slot guy. I think he's a a crafty route runner, very similar to Jalen, knows how to get open. Uh, another guy that's smooth and, and, and is another guy that's got some speed with him. So what they're doing on the offensive end, this kind of just completes, you know, this, this, this class of wide receiver. They could add another one, but they kind of got what they want. And it would have to fall into that category we discuss every year, just too good to pass up. And um, go ahead. You look at these three commitments now at wide receiver that you just outlined, and they match up with the primary spots that Alabama employs uh, in their offense and in their passing game. But you kind of hit on this, too. And I think it's similar to basketball, which you, you can relate to as well. We're almost into an era now, a positionless wide receiver play, right? You play, play to play, you could see a guy go from the outside to the inside. We saw it just this past week with Alabama, you know, with getting Ja'Cory Brooks more involved in the offense. Well, then you have Ja'Cory Brooks, Trayshawn Holden, and Jermaine Burton. Well, I wouldn't say any of those three guys are prime slot candidates, but somebody's got to be able to play the slot if we're going to get our best three on the field. So, you know, when you think about the future of the position at Alabama, something to keep in mind. It's not as cut and dry as maybe as it was five, ten years ago. Offensive coordinators, uh, coaches in general, have figured out, Tim, we'll do what we got to do to get our best three on the field. Yeah, and I think that flexibility, like I was saying earlier, I just feel like you can always go outside to me because the slots are much more, um, you know, you really got to run routes. You got to learn how to squat. You got to follow, you know, come back and help the quarterback for a lot of those little things. And that's so important for any receiver. We saw Robert Mechie 
make an entire career of, to me personally, of being that safety blanket for his quarterback. Bryce, you know, obviously doesn't have it this year. They were missing it in the national championship game. But that quarterback who works back to the ball, that comes back and finds them, those guys that run routes and are smart receivers, they, they pay off big dividends for their quarterback. Um, and these guys do fit that mode. When you look at these three, I mean, I've seen Malik Benson, just a little bit of clips this year, straight gas. Kid can fly, absolutely fly. Um, there, you know, there's a lot to like about them. And uh, with Cole Adams, you know, another guy that can end up in the slot, as we said, has good speed, is going to be a smart route runner, very similar to Jalen. But with Jalen, you kind of package those two. I'm not saying he's as fast as Malik. Malik's really fast. I'm not even sure how fast Jalen is. I know he's as fast as he needs to be because nobody runs him down. But long and watch him smooth. He's very comfortable in everything he does, in and out of his breaks. He's comfortable going to get the ball. He's very comfortable with his hand placement, which is important. Um, and you see some of the young guys. You know, when you have a guy like uh, Bryce Young throwing his heater, you know, his fastball, you better have your hands right or he'll bust you right in the face. I think a few freshmen have found that out. And it's not going to get any easier with Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson. Those guys have got good arms. Milrow throws a – you know, he's got a Pedro Martinez arm out there. He's throwing darts. So you better have that, you know, that placement, those hands ready and everything. And I think Jalen does that. And, again, just a huge win on a class that we've seen start out a little bit slow. I mean, this is – this is if you go back to May and the people that were kind of – they were kind of pretty upset about this class, if you remember. Um, we're slowly seeing those pieces little by little chip in, staffs being very deliberate on who they want to take and what they want to take. Passed on several kids that, you know, I think most of the fans would have wanted based on their ranking, which obviously Nick Saban and his staff don't really care a lot about. But they put this little piece, little piece, little piece here. Next thing you know, when you look up, you got an A group as wide receivers committed. That You know, you rank these three guys. How do they go together, as you mentioned? How's the package? They, you know, you, you have to give this group an A right now. Yeah, and uh, look, Jalen Hale – he can give you the explosive plays. Uh, he can he can win those 50-50 balls, and, and, and he shows well as a high-point guy. But for his high school career, he's right around 20 yards per catch, which you would expect from uh, an elite type of receiver on the high school level. So, you know, Tim, when we look at this class as it sits right now, 23 commitments now for Alabama, the number one ranked class in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings for the 2023 cycle. So, Looks like these next few home games, too, for Alabama. Official visitors and still some key, key guys on both sides of the ball. I guess maybe a little more of an emphasis on defense, though, from, from here on out. Yeah, I think you want to finish off your defensive line. You're still looking for some cornerbacks. Like you said, the number one class, it's got the highest rating. Um, and when you look at can Alabama finish the number one class, the answer is absolutely yes. Will they have competition? I definitely think they will. You've got Georgia sitting down there at fourth place with 19, 19 commitments. They're a hot team. They're going to – they know how to recruit. Kirby Smart's going to close well. Ryan Day sitting down there with 20 commitments at number five. He certainly knows how to recruit. Ohio State does a good job. So I think we're looking at the usual suspects, Texas and Notre Dame. It's going to be hard for me to believe Notre Dame's going to end up hanging with Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Ohio State, although they could. They've lost a lot of momentum this year and obviously lost Keon Keeley, who Alabama is one of the schools involved with, with uh, Ohio State, by the way. It's probably his top two right now. So, yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of guys out there. Um, you know, some guys we haven't really talked about as much because we knew they were deciding late. 
James Smith, Quay Russaw, you know, buddies from Montgomery, both to me, five-star talents. Uh, haven't really talked about them a lot. Obviously, top targets. And, uh, you know, just, you know, I think, you know, I think overall we haven't talked about them much because we knew they were going to decide after their visits. And they took a lot of unofficial visits, but they haven't been in a big rush uh, really to take their official visits. So, but obviously cornerback, another defensive lineman or two are guys that are looking at. And they still have them. Keon Keeley, you know, we talk about him, the Tampa Prep edge rusher, who I think could grow into a defensive end. But there's guys like Damon Wilson. And, you know, the thing about it is there's guys – we're not talking about who that Alabama staff is talking about. They're evaluating them. They're going to find them. Um, they're going to find those guys, you know, sitting around and, and, and uh, you know, make a move on them. And a classic example is this Arian Carter from, uh, uh, I think he's in Smyrna, Tennessee, somewhere in Tennessee. Uh, Smyrna, Tennessee. Alabama went in there, had him in for an official visit, um, offered him this weekend. The kids have committed to Memphis. And next thing you know, this guy's just blown up this week. And as expected, I talked to a couple of people and said he's just going to – he's absolutely going to blow up. But Alabama had him in for a visit. Really good job by, by Wolford, the offensive line coach who, who has the state of Tennessee. And in the last 24 hours, he's had Michigan, Tennessee, LSU, and Kentucky offer him some pretty friggin' good defensive schools to go in on him. So Alabama's still digging, and they'll find guys. And so this class still has a lot of twists and turns, in my opinion. Well, you think about the dots that were being connected, I'm sure, with Jalen Hale, Alabama's most recent commitment, Texas guy, Texas surging in recruiting, Quinn Ewers at the quarterback position, Arch Manning coming in, Tim, hell of an environment for Texas and Alabama in Austin just a couple of weeks ago. But I guess, once again, Nick Saban doesn't give a damn about anybody's dots or connecting them, right? No, I don't think. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think they worry about that. They've always been able to, you know. I see that on the message board, and there was even people yesterday predicting Texas, even though we were saying Alabama. They were predicting Texas, like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a. It just made sense to a lot of people, I think, right? I, you know, and I think some people, and I know the narrative would probably be different on, you know, in Texas, but I think the bravest thing to do was leave Texas. That's a hard thing to do right now. You got. You got you know you got Steve Sarkeesian who's you know yeah. a good play caller. Texas is a good program. It's a great school. You got Austin's a good city. You got all that working for you. That's actually easy to stay in state. I think leaving Aggies have had a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail last year with number one, uh, the number one class. I still think they're you know I still think they're going to do some things this year um, on the recruiting. So it's not easy to leave the state of Texas now as it used to be. It used to be a lot easier. To uh, you know, to to find a reason to leave, but I mean, obviously, you know, two big name coaches in that state. So, um, but no, I don't think Alabama's going to back down. I think that uh, Nick Saban would recruit Steve Sarkeesian Jr. <laughs> to, the, to the finish line if he thought he was a a good enough player, you know. And I think most schools respect that and expect that Sarkeesian's going to certainly have his wins. Texas has a good staff, a lot of guys that can recruit well. Um, that program was really rejuvenized by, you know, a loss that most of us would consider crushing. You know, if that, if you flip that script and, you know, Alabama would have lost on that field goal. They'd have been destroyed and a lot of other teams would. But Texas found, you know, found the good part of it actually competing with Alabama. So uh, to me, it's a big win because he was a priority. Now, I don't know how the narrative will spin down the road, but he absolutely is a priority, uh, made a priority by uh, Sarkeesian. And there it is, the Texas two-step. 
for Alabama this week in the Lone Star State as Jalen Hale joins Jordan Renaud earlier in the week, commits to Alabama. And now it's Hale, the latest to join Alabama's recruiting class for the 2023 cycle. Anything else, Tim, before we get out of here? That's it. I mean, very good win. Alabama's had a few of those this cycle, ones that sort of came out of the blue. And they've had a few where they took losses they didn't expect to take. You know, Peter Woods comes to mind. But that's just recruiting right now. You know, you're going to win some. I think state lines, I know I've never seen a uh, Alabama fan so in love with the state lines since Saban's been here besides this year because the state was so good. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's college. You're not, it's not, you know, it's not the local peewee team. So I think Alabama's did a really good job of filling this class in. There you go, Jalen Hale, elite four-star wide receiver prospect from Longview, Texas, has committed to Alabama. Always appreciate Tim joining us here on the podcast to break down the breaking news for us on the recruiting trail. And appreciate you joining us here on the podcast as well. And absolutely, you need to be at the roundtable right now, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the globe, it's right there at BamaOnline.com, along with continuing coverage as it relates to the commitment of Jalen Hale to the Alabama Crimson Tide. For Tim Watts, Travis Schreier, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. And until next time, so long, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.